with Greg Norman, Calicidae is the short film. I'll play the Diversity Film Festival. He is the director, the producer, and the star. Am I saying that right? It's Calicidae? That's the title of the film? Well, that's a good question because I don't know how well I'm at pronouncing it myself. But um, <laughs> yeah, Calicidae, I think it is, yeah. So it's about a mosquito, we'll, we'll, right? We'll go with that anyway. It's like a it's like a, a term for a mosquito, I guess, right? That that's correct. Yeah. So to give people uh, insight, so basically, you are um, uh, aquatic quadriplegic, and so you and you directed this film. You also starred in this film. And it's almost like a can I can I say it's kind of a funny play on what you have to go through as a quadriplegic with a mosquito. Yeah, it's sort of. Um... Yeah, like I mean, I get attacked by mosquitoes occasionally, but I've never been able to kill one. <laughs> like I've never do. been able to kill one, not yet. No. So, uh, yeah, it's about a hundred nil against me, I think. But, um, <laughs> only well, it's only a hundred. So, what do you then? What do you do? Just wait for them to go away, then? Yeah, pretty much. Or you just sit there in frustration and uh, you know swear a lot. And um, I mean, if depends if anyone's around obviously i'll get some help but if it's late night and i'm by myself you try and pull the sheet up over your face a bit and um hope for the best well the way you did the music is done in the film it's like it's we're like as an audience we're annoyed but we're kind of laughing a little bit too i guess that's sort of the tone you're looking for yeah i mean it's um it's good to see how um you never know when you shoot these things and sometimes end up being more comedic than you anticipated too. Like, like I do like, I like, um, I like using comedy. So it's sort of, um, it's, it's partially serious, but then also comic as well. So it's got a bit of both in it. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to me, that's the kind of a tone where it's like, there's like, it's like a combination of laughter and sadness, I guess. Right. Yeah. And uh, hopefully relatable. Yeah, hundred. Well, I think that we all are like obviously the stakes are higher. Like as you said in the blog interview, like it's like high stakes, but it's like we're all we all. But at the same time, we all can kind of relate to the annoyance of of a bug that we can't kill. I guess. Yeah, definitely. So, so you're um, so you had a rugby accident when you're 15. So then you've uh, been high functioning quadriplegic, I guess, for the last 18 years. Yeah, 1983. It was I. Um... So it's 30 something years now, probably close to 40 years. Um, oh, sorry. I had, I had the wrong date on your, um, the, the wrong age on your, uh, on your uh, film freeway page. So, which, which is good. Thanks. You look a lot younger too, right? So yeah, well, there you go. So that's uh, flattering anyway. Okay. So you're, you, um, so you have your own, like a nice little website and you basically call, you call left field productions. Which is, yeah. they don't play baseball in uh, Australia. That's more of a baseball term. Yeah, well, it's, um, they play it here, but it's not nowhere near as big as it is um, in, in Canada or the States and stuff. Yeah. I've never really played it, but, uh, but yeah, it's just that sort of out of left field term that um, sort of looking at things from a different angle, I suppose, is, is, a, is why I coined left field productions in that sense. So you do like, so you make films, right? Yeah, well, um, lots of shorts so far, but hopefully building up into features is my aim anyway. And you, and you obviously act too, right? Because you acted in this film as well. 
yeah, I've acted in. I wouldn't call myself a great actor, but I'll uh, I'll act when necessary. Particularly for these kind of roles, you really um, there aren't a lot of options. I don't think. Not that I tried to cast anyone else, but um, there's uh, not a huge amount of uh, quadriplegic actors out there. So then, then so this this film called Sedai, it's actually it's doing well on the festival circuit, correct? Yeah, it has. It's been pleasantly surprised. I mean, like any short film. The um, some people love it, and other people, you know, aren't that enamored with it. But yeah, the people who like it really like it. So it's um, it's it's been great. What do you think about our audience and their reactions, our North American audience reactions to your film? Yeah, I thought they were great. It's always it's always wonderful to um, to particularly when they're you know complete strangers. And I thought the um, yeah, it was very rewarding getting their feedback and the fact that um yeah some of the things you've been trying to achieve that you don't know whether they come across because you're so close to it particularly once you've finished making the whole thing um you can't see the forest for the trees so it's um it's good to get that outside perspective and um and um yeah get get a bit of positive affirmation for it so it's great well, yeah, it's a it's a really solid short film. It's like it's perfect for its length, and it's like it's is it one shot? Yeah, it's one shot. Yeah, so um, that's my first one shot film. So it was uh, it was it was a fun experience doing the one take as well. How many times did you do it? How many takes did you do? Well, when I when I um when we first went to shoot it, I hadn't directed anything for a while, and I um. I was so focused on my performance that I hadn't really um, set up a monitor properly to to see the um, to see the takes, and then we were using a fancy um, camera head. I can't think of what it's called, but it enabled us to um, um, pivot the camera head at multiple angles, and we were able to track back away from me. So we did about forty-two takes over two days initially. But then when I then looked at the rushes later, I realized that, um, well, the reason we did 42 takes was it was all mechanical, like, you know, the head would wobble during the shot or, you know, they they weren't used, weren't used to using some of the equipment. So they had a whole bunch of technical glitches that kept, um, kept interfering with the shot. Um, so then when I looked at, looked at it all later, I, I realized that um, my initial vision, which was basically just to to have it mainly focusing on my face, um, we were moving too far away from the um, from the action, and um, so I sort of had to bite the bullet and go, okay, well, we'll just have to throw all that in the bin and start again. And so we came back on another weekend and shot it again, and did about five takes, and that's. Probably about the fourth or fifth take is what the film is. Gotcha. Yeah, some good. It's a good performance and good good sound design too, right? And like you're using that kind of classical music to uh, kind of like I said, enhance the emotion. Yeah, I had a great great sound designer, and um, we played with a few a few ideas, and I was kind of thinking a bit of that um, Disney film back in the day where he's bringing uh, Fantasia, is it? Where he's bringing the yeah, Fantasia. buckets of water and it's sort of, uh, keep the, it keeps building and building and building. And so that was kind of the the idea that we were sort of basing it on in the end to uh, 
to build the music in a similar way. That's interesting that you just said that. Yeah. Cause it's and 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 so, so basically this is kind of your body, you're kind of building a body of work of kind of short films, which you have on your website. You can watch a few on your website and then you can, then basically you're looking to direct a feature one day. Yeah. And I'm um, next year I'm going, so the, there's a film and television school in Australia called Afters, which is the Australian Film Television Radio School. So next year I'm going to do my uh, two-year master's there in producing. So I'm hoping um, through that process I'll get better at, at um, raising the funds necessary to um, to make some of these feature projects I've got. I've got a longer short film, which is about 25 minutes short, I'd like to make as well, but... Um, I've got to um, got to get some funds for that, and also um, that that's about a um, a paraplegic with PTSD as an Afghan vet. So I've got to sort of find an actor to cast that as well. So that's one of my projects for next year. And so, when did you first want to start making films? Well, back in the nineties, I, I went to um, so I broke my neck in eighty three, and I went back and finished school and then went to uni sort of around um, 87 to 92, that sort of period I did an arts degree. And um, during that, I was doing short story writing and a few things like that. And so I, um, after I came out of that, I also started painting with a brush in my mouth and I was painting for the uh, mouth and foot painting artists who do those cards. And so I was doing a bit of work with them. And then I, um, yeah, wanted to um, to make some shorts and then sort of one of those things, write one with a friend and then, um, yeah, ended up making my first one about 98. And that was a great learning curve and we didn't really know what we were doing at the time. And, and I suppose if we knew um, what we were getting ourselves into, we probably wouldn't have started, but it, uh, but it yeah, it worked out well in the end. It was a great, great learning process. And then... Um, they made that was called begging for it and then we made back talk about two years later so do you have a like a process that you have with your like obviously more than the one shot film with your cinematographer like you like have a distinct shot list that you work with them like a storyboards like what is your process yeah like so for for Clissa day it was um that was easy because it was just the one take really but the yeah, what I tend to do is I go through, um, try and storyboard things. Nowadays, it's a lot easier. There's a few apps out there. Of course, I'm mainly working with a stick in my mouth and on an iPad or a computer. The um, Nowadays, I can at least, there's a couple of um, apps I've downloaded that allow you to sort of uh, storyboard a lot easier with, you know, sort of 3D figures and that sort of stuff. So <laughs> for... Um, for my latest short, which is called White Lies, I um, I use that to to sort of block out the shots, and then just as a starting point, and then with my DOP, we um sort of workshop that. But at least he knew sort of um the sort of ballpark of what I was looking at to begin with. Gotcha. So yeah, it's really interesting that this is like this is your like your your thing, and you're like a kind of inspiration. You do some motivational speaking, correct? I do. Um. Not um not that often anymore because I um a bit busy with other things but do do a bit of motivational speaking sometimes and also um 
a bit of sit down slash stand up comedy as well. But um, um, but yeah, they're not my prime, not my primary things, but they're um, they good to do occasionally. That's for sure. What is sort of your message when you're doing motivational speaking? Uh, some of them would be things like, you know, often obstacles are only as big as you think they are. That's sort of, you know, we can get caught up with. Um, I know in in my past, I've um, sometimes limited myself by what I thought was possible and then found that, um, you know, once you start down a path, a lot of doors open that you might not have thought were there. But if you didn't start down the path, you uh, you never find out. You know? Yeah, because obviously emotionally, uh, when you had your accident, that's a, that's the recovery time, right? That takes a lot to get to the self pity, and I'm I'm sure like it's a mix of emotions. I guess you have to get through. I guess, eh? I I think probably for me, initially, I don't know if if I really dealt with it emotionally initially. You tend to just suppress stuff, yeah, and then get on with it, you know, and then sort of. Um, and then later on down the track, I think once you got a bit more time and space, then you probably, then I started to look more at the emotional stuff. I think I'd um, thought I dealt with it, but then I hadn't really, you know, like you sort of tuck these things away and think they're gone, but then they'll pop up at some stage, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. I and mean, you're an inspiration. I'm sure you know that, right? Well, I don't know about that. I'm, I don't inspire myself that much, but uh, but if other people are, that's great. But uh, has technology uh, made things easier and better uh, through the through the decades? Oh yeah, much much better. I mean, when um, you know iPhones and iPads and things like that have been a great um, great boon for me because I can do a hell of a lot more. I mean, just even for reading and stuff like that, it used to be a lot more difficult. You'd have to um, set up books in stands and then try and turn pages with a yeah. there was um there was a lot of effort into doing some simple stuff but um but no technology is wonderful nowadays and even you know all the dictation software is a lot better and um all that sort of stuff so it's um yeah the uh and wheelchairs and also voice control you know you can turn lights on and off now just by yeah just with some basic you know, pl PowerPoints you plug in at home. So, yeah, I'm, I'm much more um, independent in a lot of ways now than I would have been in the past. You know? Yeah, it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about. But yeah, they like the phones, especially like it's all every you could just basically do anything with your voice, I guess, right? Yeah, that's right. It's um, the yeah with these new sort of, I mean, I I tend to do things pretty low tech, like for. Because I find sometimes if you go too high tech, it, it glitches on you. But I mean, when I first started out, I used to control lights by just getting a basic power board with a um, ones with the little on off switches on them. And then I get a stick and switch them on and off from there, just plug in a light or whatever. But, um, but nowadays, yeah, you can just get a, those PowerPoints that you can voice control now. So that makes life a lot easier. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck with your feature. Hopefully you'll get it get it made without trouble. It seems like you're learning how to produce a film right now. And I know you don't you produce shorts, but I guess the the you know features is a whole other can of can of uh whole other battle, I guess, to, to go go through, I guess. 
yeah, it's much, much more involved. And, um, and I wouldn't want to be wearing too many hats in that process. So. No, no. You got to focus on your, on your directing, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Either, either the directing or the producing, one of, but probably not both. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish you the best. Let's hopefully we'll talk again. It seems like you got some amazing films. I hope we'll link up uh, uh, the, the, your website to the podcast and you can watch some people can watch some of your films on there. Thank you very much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hassan Incorporated.